1: learn more at marines.com
0: from the fifth quarter studios in madison wisconsin you're listening to coach unplugged and now your host steve collins hey everybody welcome 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 we're so excited you decided to join us today before we jump in i'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors excuse me first of all dr dish um, the number one shooting machine in the market, not only innovative in technology and customer service and, and so easy to set up and use. I think a five-year-old could do it. I would not recommend it. Um, it's not super safe, but um, it is a safe machine, but I wouldn't have a five-year-old using it. I, I don't think they could get it over the net. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged and they could give you $400 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I started teachhoops.com because I was a high school coach. I wish this had been out there for me. You know, I've I've won at the highest level. We've won multiple state titles. We've been nationally ranked. Um, but I wanted to share things that I thought would be helpful for a high school basketball coach or youth basketball coach, college basketball coach. And that's why I started teachhoops.com to make you a better basketball coach. And that's why we do one-on-one calls and office hours and why I give a 14-day free trial because I want to help you. And if you only need 14 days, go kick go kick the tires. Maybe that's all you need. But anyway, um, go over and check it out. And uh, let's head off to the podcast all right welcome 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 coach moore how, how long is it it's been a while since we've been on together how long has it been was it covid
1: you know i know we were on once during like pretty early in covid i'm not sure we had a great i had
0: an office i think i had where a bunch of coaches got together
1: early. yes i uh literally still talk to somebody on the weekly from that that i just met on one of your uh things and we don't even always talk basketball he's big north carolina football guy so i ask him if they're ever going to play defense but uh i met some good people off here that's for sure
0: i know i'll leave it i'll I'll make sure i put coach loves to be contacted too so i'll make sure i put the absolutely (laughs) i'll put the i'll put the um his contact information uh down below but so what are we gonna what are we talking about tonight
1: so five on five ways we can scrimmage, improve practice, learning different things that we can do besides just roll out the ball, say, let's play for 20 minutes. What are some different ways we can work on uh, improving in practice?
0: Yeah. So, so how did this all come about?
1: Um, really, you know, I know it's something that I've struggled with a little bit, Um I talked to some Division One coaches, different people, and I was like, really, that's it? Like, that's what you guys do? I mean, I started doing research, looking up some different things. I stole some ideas from some guys that I really like. Uh, but I just put, you know, five, ten hours into it this summer of, like, what are some different ways we could practice five-on-five, and uh really get maybe some of our game situations more natural, different ways that we could take over some, uh, create that learning environment for our players where, you know, like, Hey, there's 30 seconds left in the half. Let's get a good shot here. And not right. just, and they don't, and they don't necessarily understand what a good shot is. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> you're like, you're playing in Thanksgiving tournament. You shoot the ball with like 12 seconds left to go and give up, you know, give up your one point lead and, you know maybe we've worked on it before, just something simple like that,
0: and it's hard because it's hard from a percentage of practice how much you should spend on that, like you're talking about with the situation stuff too um but I think the five on five stuff should be a higher percentage as long as it's a structured thing. What do you think about that
1: you know i'm I'm opening up more and more to playing five on five. I think you have to be creative with it, like most of my teams have not it's not been a real big challenge for the second five like do you mix them up do you you know you get two equal teams different things like that but um what's your
0: theory on that what's your theory on two equal teams versus the top five versus the next five
1: we're gonna go more with my top five versus the other ones but i do you know earlier in the season or like certain days we'll break it up even um we're probably you know I would say probably 70% of the time trying to get our top guys minutes Yeah, together.
0: so I so here's my theory with this. Early in the season, I'll split them evenly more when I'm trying to figure out the nuances of the team. And then I think you're right. I'm about 80, 20, 70, 30 once. Like, let's say we play on Friday and we don't have anything that week. Monday, I might split them evenly just so we can work on some more competitive things. Um, but as it gets closer to game time or show time or whatever um i'm putting that f- f- top five top six together just so they can get reps but when you start doing the math on it like depending on how much you sub how often are those exact five together that's where you know changing subbing doing that kind of stuff can help a little bit in practice i think
1: well that's probably where it's easier for me i'm not a real deep guy i'm not playing a lot of guys on the- <laughs> how many do you play normally um you Know we've had teams, we've had a lot of teams where six guys are getting a majority yeah. of the minutes. We're the smallest school in our conference, there's usually a pretty big drop off after six. Um, you know, it's we've uh, you know, you, I, I tripled the size of the school, but you know, you also triple the size of your opponents when I switched yeah, jobs too. last time.
0: You do, it's um. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gone – I mean, I've had one team that was – like my last state tournament team was five. Like I had five hoopers and six, seven were okay. But before that, and we had a a slower pace down with that team, I would say my average over the 30 years is probably seven, eight. Um, You need – well, most of my state championships have come from players six through nine. Someone steps in. Someone steps up, you know. Uh, it's all
1: you always, I always think I'm going to have a lot. And then it's like, <laughs> then you, they're like, well, you know, I don't know, but you know, there's always we've, we've been pretty lucky to find some good rotational guys. You know, it's, I've kind of changed towards, you got to be able to score to play uh, more than I, you know, used to be, you know, you know, I've 18 or 17, 18 season. I had a kid, I think he's just finishing up his college football career at North Dakota state. Now, awesome athlete. He could not score at all on offense, but he could keep them from scoring. And now it's like, I really don't want to play kids like that unless I, you know, I want it to be small amount of minutes. And uh, we're real big on points per possession. You know, like, can you get that up there for us? So I guess if they could keep it up, you know, if we can score with them on the court, we'd love to go a little bit deeper.
0: Right. And part of it's reading that, reading the, the analytics now where you can kind of tell, the groupings too, like, um, I'm hoping to play nine or ten this year on a regular basis, and just I'm gonna like, I'm gonna come at you basically. I'm hoping, um, next year I think I'm gonna be down to six or seven again, uh, depending who knows develops. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like throwing bodies at you, I do if they're all. I do. I just think it causes because we're gonna we're gonna pull away in that last ten minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, there's definitely teams we play like that. It's a major disadvantage of they can roll ten, twelve guys at you, and and you know we've had some teams. You know, I've had some games where guys are basically you know can't get up off the floor after the game, and you know we've we play in Illinois. You play 31 games in the regular season. That's now, which, crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, play it's...
0: 24 and some years we only play 22 but it's like um yeah wow how do you and get you have... first of all there's here's the issue i have even with 24 so we start the middle of november tournament starts the beginning of march i still have a hard enough time with the, those amount of weeks to get like i need i want i don't want to play tuesday thursday saturday i want a couple of days prep before yeah. I play you.
1: So you we don't have a played, lot of prep. So my, in 1920, which is my last full season of coaching, we played... 2020.
0: 18, 2020. Or, 2020. Or, yeah,
1: 1920. Oh, yeah. The night of 2019. <laughs> 18, 20, you look really 20, young. Not that though. old. Yeah. The, uh, we played 18 of our 33 games without a practice to prep. So, like, <laughs> you've got to be good at what you do right be a little bit unique your scouts have got to be pretty uh you know basic and it's we played in three tournaments you play almost every tuesday friday saturday um it's great when things are going good like you know we were 30 and three that year it was pretty easy to roll through you know i wouldn't say easy but it was rolling pretty good right. i wouldn't want to be on a 10 game losing streak and play six games oh. in two weeks
0: but i mean i just i from from a coaching teaching standpoint that's just hard like i feel like i'm giving you a test and you're not ready for the test
1: oh that's part of why you know i've taken a couple years off here i have two little kids and it was just you know i there weren't yeah i couldn't get enough time to do everything quite the way i wanted to and be a good dad at home and it's like i've done this for 20 years let's take a couple years off i
0: know and it's crazy like So now, like, so I have a senior in high school who doesn't even know, you know, half time I don't even see her, and then the second time, I have a sophomore in college, so it's like, I don't know how I did it with, I don't know how, I mean, my wife, that's how I did it, I don't know how I did it, like, oh my god, it's like, I don't, and I mean, and I coach my son through sixth through eighth grade during our season, like, so on weekends and nights after my practice, I went to his practice. I don't know how I did that.
1: You got to be good at delegating. You know, yes,
0: yes, I have gotten really good at that in my program. Like, I literally—I was talking to our head football coach yesterday, and I said, "I, I, I'm ready for the first day of tryouts." He goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "I haven't done anything other than that." Like, I have—I have my JV coach and my my varsity assistant. I I, I do this do this do this do this do this get the buses do this do this um cuz eventually I feel, hopefully one of them will get my job um hopefully but i'm just trying to del- i mean i just like no i'm coming i'm going to coach i'm going to be like bo ryan at the end of his career and all those guys i'm going to show up i'm going to coach the games i'm going to coach practice you guys do all that other stuff like <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to worry about where the yellow bus is anymore. Don't want to worry <laughs> about it. I haven't been on a yellow bus
1: 15 years,
0: 17 years. I refuse. We take coaches everywhere. I refuse to get on a yellow bus. I couldn't yeah, have a yellow bus.
1: That's with a couple of years off here. That's one thing I do not miss. And and here's lot.
0: my rationale. So we, we fundraise and do all that kind of stuff. But I said, I'm not stepping on. It's a Tuesday night and we're coming back and it's an hour and 20 minute Thing. I want the kids to have, first of all, comfortable. Second of all, I want overhead lights. So if they want to do some work, they can. Do they? Probably not. But so we've had some really good students, and I said, I'm, "I'm I'm getting too old to sit in that." Like I remember my first season, we drove to a suburb of Milwaukee, and we couldn't get the window to window wouldn't go up. It's like freaking middle January in Wisconsin. <laughs> I go, I'm not. Do- what do you? No, I'm not doing this
1: like that's the that's the one benefit of being in the suburbs of chicago it takes 45 minutes to get there and 20 minutes to get home like we're pretty close all the time you know you might have some traffic on the way there but uh the way home and what's your
0: longest what's your longest stretch
1: oh in our conference like we play a team by o'hare that it's just traffic like it's traffic it's
0: not distance it's traffic
1: 45 minutes to get there 25 minutes to get back like you know it's we're in DuPage County there's you know tons of team we don't even travel west hardly at all to play like the Napervilles and Auroras but uh it's you know all the schools are pretty close by and I mean that's well we were
0: down in Chicago Was it last weekend or weekend before my brother just got a place in Michigan Avenue and on the Tribune Tower so we go down there once every couple months and we stopped at ikea first of all schaumburg is crazy like oh my god like there's no recession in schaumburg
1: <laughs> that's true
0: <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just telling you there's no recession there's no inflation at seven and a half percent in Schomburg, illinois i'm telling you it's a suburb of chicago but then it's not bad like getting in it's it's not i mean i can make it to chicago in 220 from madison that's truck.
1: They're moving. If the the Bears move to Arlington, I'm going to be mad because I can be downtown in 25 minutes to the Bears stadium. I mean, not on a game day; it's going right. to take longer, but it's going to be a disaster trying to go up there. And where,
0: which way's is Arlington? Is that Edel- it's, it's
1: it's like straight west of O'Hare, so it'd okay. be north of north of me, but it's yeah, just be well it
0: mess. It won't mess with O'Hare's traffic, will it? No,
1: no. There's no and. O'Hare never—it's never good around there whatsoever.
0: That's the worst. That's the worst stretch. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's it's as long as I can get there and go to some Cub games, I'll be happy. All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk. What? So, give me some of your golden nuggets. Give me some stuff you kind of dove into on this um, scrimmaging stuff.
1: You know, one of my first ones that I really liked, and uh, we did it in a lot of different drills. Was not checking the ball up top. So, like if we were, you know, even if we're going five on five on offense, we'll still do it. We're not gonna, we're not a hundred percent of the time, but starting on a sideline out of bounds play, starting baseline out of bounds, the defense can throw it to whoever they want to on offense, coach can throw it. You know, we run a lot of flow stuff, kind of figure it out out of that. But we'll do that not only in five on five, but in our three on three small sided games Our we do a lot of advantage, disadvantage stuff. So we'll practice four offense versus three defense. Defense starts the ball, throw it to whoever you want, kind of figure it out, read the court. But we also want to do some of that in our five on five we'll even do things like when we're doing what is is that what is that what, what have you seen from doing that um just really making the kids think outside of like just checking the ball and running some play from some random spot giving them a new spot on the court where they have to figure that out um and it's a simple change but it's like we're going to play a team on t- Tuesday that's going to pin us to the sideline. Well, I don't want to start all my reps from the dead center of the court. I want to get some different things. But even things like um, like on a day where we're, we're kind of slowed down and going through some game prep stuff, run our offensive play, and then we'll immediately run an out-of-bounds play where the kids have to actually think, do some different things. Like just not going through the robotic repetition of okay, check it back up top, point guard run up there, do that. Right. What's
0: your what's your feeling on out of bounds plays? How many? What's your what's your magic number on that? I'm kind of toying with that this year. Um,
1: we don't run a lot. We have a couple that we can really read. Like we have one that we run over 50% of the time where it's really about five different options. And if you're gonna take away a shooter, somebody's gonna slip to the basket. Really? And it's we'll try to run that quite a bit. You know, I've come up with a couple of counters off of that. Of you know, it's we call it NBA because we watched an NBA team run it. And I was like, I love that spacing. What what's it what kind of set is it out of? Uh so we'll put three guys up high by the free throw line, two shooters. Hopefully we have five shooters, but <laughs> two shooters and one our best screener or big man, and then a shooter in the opposite corner. Notice this is always better when you have four shooters shooters, yeah, but uh if I had a bad another bad shooter i hopefully I'm not playing him, but if I had to, I'd put him in the corner, and then you have a shooter uh,
0: throwing it in
1: uh hopefully okay it, um then he runs the best shooter runs either runs off a double screen or he can curl the first guy, and the second screener runs off of that. But then we've got a couple other actions. We'll run out of that. And if you if you come up high to kind of shade that shooter, he's going right to the basket. So it's kind of one of those pick your poison. If you're going to sit back, we're gonna we're gonna get a screen on you. If you're going to get up and try to take that away, we're gonna uh, go to the basket. On does you.
0: it work against zone?
1: Um, we did not see a lot of zone baseline inbounds plays. But I've never really found anything that. Like I, yeah, I, I mean I've I don't have anything great against zone, which is one of the reasons why I'm not opposed to running zone baseline out of bounds. I either.
0: know. I think a lot of people do now, more than twenty years ago. Yeah, and I, and I just think it's harder to get good looks, um, and that's why. Yeah, anyway, that's why I asked if do you have a good one? Did you have one that um, that you used against that? I'd be intrigued. But yeah, yeah. play
1: play five guys that can shoot. Shoot. <laughs> and spread and put it high out and go to a spot where you're open Like, like that, that, that now in path when they close out on you pass it to the other guy you know <laughs> i know that people have some great ones but it's like how many times can you run that before it at our uh, level and, and the problem is now. scouting has
0: gotten so like it's not like the old days where i could just i could run my out-of-bounds play for a season and it's like i just think you got to get I, I'm i'm pivoted on this i think you got to get good at reads like you said like Here's our out of bounds play, or our two out of bounds plays, and let's talk about how we're gonna read out of these. How are we gonna read out of these? How how can we score? Um, because I think that's part of the problem is, I mean, there's eight. I mean, there's eighty billion out of bounds plays. Like, just go on Twitter. You can like, there's I think Ito I- 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 Singer or something oh, puts an yeah. out of bounds <laughs> okay. play every day. Like, how many yeah. out of bounds plays do you need? i mean, telling you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, that man is dedicated to baseline out of bounds plays more than anybody I've ever <laughs> seen.
0: Right. But the problem is, first of all, how many points is it? How many, how much time do you have to practice it? I mean, I get what he's doing. He's, he's trying to be the out of bounds play guy. Get it. I totally get it from a selling marketing standpoint. But it's like, I can only take so many of these. It's like, it's over. I need one good one.
1: Yeah, And that's kind of where we're at of like, we really like this. We can run it and run it and run it. And then now like we can come up like with a counter, we can do something like we'll throw it to the original screener and then kind of do that action with some other people. But I think that's all of offensive. Like when you're a really good coach, you can take something like horns. We do this all the time. And it's really easy, has great spacing. And then we can do a ton of stuff out of it. Like, I think that's some of the biggest problem. Everybody's going to four and five out. It's really squared. It's hard to run because you don't know where everybody's going to be at all the time. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're hear in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal.
1: Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Like, do something really simple. Teach a couple of reads. Now all of a sudden you have like 13 plays out of this one thing that are like words. Like that's what we talk. Like we just have a couple of words that completely change it. And And what do you
0: run offensively again?
1: I forgot. um, I mean, we run a lot of the, like, we've ran the Villanova kind of flow, like just pass cut. We're going to spin the ball and just beat a closeout. Um, You know, it's, we'll do some ball screen stuff, but. Like we we'll, you know, some years were more than others. We play teams where you, you don't want any ball screens because they will just double it. You know, we're going right. to the city. I know I'm not bringing, you know, a ball screen to a kid and getting him a double team, but uh, you know, we're we're big drive and kick. I've been a dribble drive guy since you know I've. I found somebody way before even Cal was doing it. I'm like, I really like this just a ton of kick out threes and And do you, you always know. put somebody opposite the low block in the dribble drive? Um, if we have a post player, we will, but I think the biggest mistake people play do is playing a guy that's not a post. Like if we'll we'll spread you out, we'll do different things, but if, I've had really good post players. We've kind of been opposite of everybody else. I haven't had great point guards. I've had Division One post players. Post players, okay. Um, but, like, yeah, we're going to – if if I've got one, we're going to hammer you down there. We're going to do some different stuff. But, you know, I had, I had a point We're guard thinking some- of bringing
0: that guy up some and stacking up high a little bit to leave some space on the wings for the
1: drive. I'm just wondering why no one's done that. If – double drive. If I was coaching this year, the offense I would absolutely be doing, going old school here, but everybody's starting to do it again, is the uh Princeton point. And I wouldn't run, I would, that's the only Princeton thing I would ever run. But getting our five off the block and popping them out a little bit, and then I think the new the new action that's all over college basketball, if you're watching it's the get action where I'm running off of anybody I pass it to, so if I pass it to that five man that popped up, I'm gonna sprint off of him, and then we can just play randomly off that I mean now now what I do you mean by run- what do you mean by run off him so if he pops up and I think they call it the overcut, so if I okay. throw it to the five man, I can cut over or I can screen away or basket cut, but I mean there's everybody's running some version of that in college basketball right now. But I think it fits to, we're kind of like getting oversaturated in the ball screen thing. Yeah. People are finally starting to realize the 45 cut is like the secondary break. It looks great in spring and then doesn't work whenever you get into the game. Right. Like that's one thing people are always like, yeah, we're going to do 45 cut. I'm like, great. But I we don't ever see anybody score because they did a 45 cut. Right. Nobody does.
0: It's like backdoor cuts. It's like it stands. They're good cuts and they're wonderful cuts. But they, but there's a reason when you're watching a game and you see one, you go, oh, because you don't score off on that. much.
1: I'm not and I'm not real big on like we want to shoot the ball really well. And our big belief is that means the guy is down ready to shoot. So we don't want a lot of movement off the ball. When you rotate to help, we're not necessarily setting a pin screen. We're doing something else. We're ready to shoot. Not worried about cutting through or respacing because some guy cut through. And we'll, right. I mean, we obviously move. We don't just stand there and do stuff, but we want to get an advantage, attack it, defense has to make a play we're going to find an open shooter. And like, I've, I've had teams that can't shoot. And like, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. Shoot, shooting solves a lot
0: of, of ills. I'm just telling you, it really does for people listening. It's like, I don't know if you can shoot, you can solve a lot of your problems. If you, you want to know score... what to
1: work on seventh, eighth grade, freshman, sophomore it's shooting, it's not your offense. It's not your one, two, two press. No- Like you're not going to do anything like that's going to carry over other than really shooting and scoring.
0: Yeah. And, and, and reading, I think reading a little bit, like I think that's an undertaught skill. And, you know, I did that with my sons. I mean, I think the be the ability to read a situation, the good ones can do it. Like, you know what I mean? They, I don't want to say it's an it thing, but they can, they know.
1: Like that's why I, we play so much five on four, four on three, anything advantage, disadvantage. We'll we do drills where um, we just call it two to the ball. And whoever's on defense, you're just constantly running two guys to the ball. Like we're that's what our practice has gone to If two on one situations is shooting. Like you throw me the ball. Did you close out on me? If not, I'm going to shoot it. If you did, I'm passing it. That guy did shoots. you
0: work a lot on when you ran dribble on the dribble and the kick because I think that and the and behind you is always open, but that's Absolutely. a hard pivot
1: we call that crack back. It's always open uh, always open that. like that's my transition break Point make them stop the point guard if they stop it jump stop look for the trailer we just created our secondary break because how do you
0: drill how do you
1: drill the drive and kick back behind you so i would say my best drill for that is three on two and we just tell them the only way to score is a layup or a kick out three okay and you've got to play off of two feet you can jump to make a pass you can't jump to find a pass um really big on that one the old school drills of like you know I start on the left and I drive and jump stop and kick out. We've gotten rid of that because there's no decision tied to it. So we so want to put have... two
0: defenders and where? where you put two guys on a wing and the ball up top and you just go.
1: Yeah, three on two. Defense starts the ball; they can throw it to anybody, anybody they, they want. want. I like that because we don't. Want that's to...
0: the, that's the skill I really. It's open. It's yeah. always if you follow someone. Like I say, follow, follow the semi, follow like it's like, you know, (laughs) follow the person driving through the, the, you know, driving through the crowd to get to the concession stand. If you get behind that one guy or that gal, you'll make it all the way. It's the same thing. Follow them. And you're going to be open. I'm telling you, here's what's
1: shaped my offensive philosophy more than anything. And I can't find this article, but I swear it was in the Xavier newsletter, the old one that was out forever. And they statted, like, every three-pointer in college basketball one year, kick-out threes were 60%, and it was the only three above 30%. And that's about where we are at every year. Everything we shoot for a three besides a kick-out is below 30, and we shoot a kick-out You know why?
0: Because you're open, your feet are set, you're you're not having the weird close-out, like – it's like i and i think this is a discussion to have with your players too it's like so what do you do when you get in there if you don't have a good shot you should kick it out like that's the question is is
1: it the floater do you take the shot at that point um 90 percent layups is what we're talking about like if you can make it 90 percent of the time it's a great shot if it's you know missed like that float. We don't shoot floaters. We shot like 60 mid range shots in 33 games. And it's just cause we had shooters, we had guys that could get to the rim. And like, every time you take for us, every time you took a shot like that, you were taking a shot away from somebody else. I'm talking like, shooting. do you want that? Like, do you want to be the guy wide open? Well, and I think out of those 60, most were at the end of a quarter, like yeah. versus a really good team. Like, you know, how many, like, we'll even chart, like how many kick out threes can we get in a game? Cause like not like some of these teams are going to shoot a lot of threes. I'm sorry, but if you have a kid that's let's say a 35% shooter in high school, his transition three is going to be really low. And I've, right. I think in college they said it was like 15% off the dribble. Now, I've had maybe one kid that I thought was better shooter off the dribble dribble. Yeah. Than, I've had, uh, I've
0: had, le- I've had maybe a hand, maybe a handful, maybe. Yeah. And that,
1: that goes kick- into our scouting too. What are we going to do? Well, how do we take away, kick out threes? Like that's what we've got to stop.
0: Yeah. I do like that. I'm going to, I'm going to implement that. I like that because I think that gives you options. Yeah. I just think it's a hard pivot. It's a hard pivot. It's a hard jump stop. It's a skill you got to pr- you got to drill, not drill, but you got to work on it. Like they got to get yeah. used to what it feels like to do that. I think,
1: and that's one of the things. Like we've kind of gone to the mode now where instead of like starting off practice with that footwork, the pivot, whatever, right. we'll be like, "Hey guys, we really struggle with this today." That block one on air drill. We're going to finish practice with that today. Like we're going to come back. Yeah, later. I've
0: changed. That. I think the mo- I think the first drill, this is a, this is a golden nugget. I think I think the first drill you do a practice should be full court and should be high energy. Because I think you got at least for boys. I got to rev them. I got to rev them early. Like I can't go. They can't be cerebral at that point. They got to. So what's just- your
1: what's your 8 a.m. Saturday drill? Uh, We'll usually
0: do our full court shooting, and you got to make, you know, 103 minutes where they're just going three, three, there's three lines and they just go. I just getting them running and going.
1: Cause that's they like, and they won't. I have make. certain drills I only do on like Saturday morning where you know. <laughs> like it's going to be a brutal start oh, it's
0: going to be brutal
1: sometimes i think i think a couple of times i started the drill and told my assistants to watch him and went into my office and did something so i didn't right. have to see that first yeah drill.
0: it's like it's like the wednesday before thanksgiving or the or the day before winter break it's like those are always so brutal just brutal. Yeah. They're just brutal it's like there's nothing to do about it because it's just like they're they're kids like they're they're just that's what they are it's like they just they're already on vacation and it's like they're thinking about their girlfriend and whatever. It's like all right, what else, Coach? You got any other golden nuggets on your oh, list? Yeah. There?
1: I got a handful of them here. Okay. So this is one I found this summer I really liked. You put 60 to 60 on the clock. You can put any score, but like what's a realistic fourth quarter score for you? Put two and a half minutes on the clock. So uh we're gonna play, we're gonna start it live. When we get when one team gets to 65, we are going to start the clock. So, it was 60 60, what, whatever they might go on a 5 0 run, they are up 65 to 60. There's two and a half minutes left on the clock. We're going to tell coaches, like, hey, you've got one timeout, I've got two timeouts, and trying to create some realistic game situations. I love that. Like, the uh you know we can mix some stuff up maybe i give one of the teams like hey you're playing like this opponent would be but trying to come into some natural game situations through that and i stole that from some college guys and i was like that's probably a more realistic way to combine things than like hey here we got to do this there's 14 seconds left and we're down three can we get it I do like that
0: i do like that and then you what's the 67 to 67 one
1: So this one, uh, 32 seconds left on the clock. We can create all kinds of different scenarios, but we're going to play a best of three. So we've got a really short situation here. We're working on really, really late game stuff, but uh, just trying to get, you know, some reps of different things, things we might see. Like I remember I had my like home run end of game play and we had practiced it, but, oh, now we are taking the ball out. From six feet up the sideline and not right. the baseline. Line. I know. It's so <laughs> hard. That, like just some random stuff. But then, like one of my big teaching points when we get to end of game stuff, and this is big, I love this. And I didn't make this up, I stole it from somebody else. For every second on the clock, you get one, you have one dribble. Like, you do? He-
0: it's true. It's 100% yeah. true. I don't know if you heard it from me, but it's 100% true. It's a dribble I- a second.
1: I swear, some kids think it
0: has to, like, go in before the buzzer goes off. So I'll always say that's the last thing I say in the timeout. I go, there's four seconds left. You got three dribbles, and it's got to go. Yeah, got to go. You got to go. Like, because it is. It's 100% true. It's a a dribble a second. So if you got two seconds, you can take one dribble, and you got to pop.
1: Like, if one second, you can't. You got to catch it and shoot it. There's a fine line of how much you want to prep for the end of game stuff. Like I remember watching Illinois a couple of years ago, and I.O. DeSumeaux was coming up the sideline, and they, I, they were really ready. They thought they were going to foul, which they probably were. But then he shot the ball from like twenty-five feet behind the three-point line, line. I, and I think it just went out of bounds in the game. And you know, he's like, "What? Like, what's going on? Like, they didn't foul. They didn't do this. Like, like anything. You don't want to overload them too much, right. but you know." Because you can't have like 32 end of game situations. No, no you really can't. That's what, like uh, what's
0: the snowball drill?
1: Uh so snowball. Let's see here. We did uh,
0: only one way, way to get points in back to back scores on offense.
1: Yeah, so we're playing, but the only way we're tracking it is if you score back to back, or you get a kill on defense where it's three stops in a row. Because we always want to be able to score on either side of the ball um so we come down and get a score we can't just come down and throw up some crazy shot i felt like anytime i could get people to like have to really concentrate on getting that second one in a row we're kind of like getting a realistic like this matters
0: yeah i like that so you play to like three points and the only way you score is back to back
1: yeah anyway like you can set these up three five points, I think almost all of them you can definitely change the rules you know how much time you have okay, I like that I like that um what's the
0: uh what's the end of game situations you said race the ten you
1: are those things you do so Like early, like we also didn't want to just work on late game situations. Like um, I've had several teams that just are miserably starting teams. Like that's when we did of like, we're going to tip it up. We're going to play to 10. Like we're going to, this is kind of our walk through here, what we're going to do. And like here, we're going to scrimmage for five minutes. Even if I'm a sophomore or a freshman team, instead of just saying, let's go play, let's put something onto this. Who can win that game to 10 and not just play but like this is what we do to start. Um, but like I know a lot of times everybody talks about end-of-game situations, but we probably don't work enough on like first half like that. games. And that's the other one I had on here is uh you got off to the wonderful start of missing five threes <laughs> in a row. Right. And you're it's down
0: seven to- nothing.
1: Yeah, you've called the timeout. Well, what are you going to do? Because I don't want to be in my game, and that's the first time I've ever talked about that. And it happens. I mean.
0: Oh, it does. It's just like, oh, my God, something happened. Yeah. I know. We
1: shot 40% from three as a team a couple of years ago. And I remember we started, we went one for 14 and a half versus a good team. And I swear, every one of them hit, like, the back of the rim or was, like, halfway down and went out. And it's like, we got to find other ways to score
0: right yeah attacking the rim or doing other things like that i like that i like that um, what else one, you got on your list
1: we are up 18 to 6 this is a big one i think it is not t- so where it's the first quarter or whatever second early second we are up 18 to 6 it is not not take whatever shot your parents have told Why? you you should take but we are uh we are trying to do what we do continue to get good shots and i you know we all probably work on being down but do we work on playing with the lead
0: right no i mean i yeah i i was just thinking about that the other day i was talking to one of my coaches it's like all right you know when we're up 6 with 2 minutes to go what are we doing like you know what are we going to do when we're up 15 and a half like how are we going to deal with that kind of you know you got to deal with those different types of you're right 'Cause everyone works on down two with thirty seven seconds to go. Um, but how many people work on that? On I, mean, I like that. I love that. I, I well, love that twist.
1: It's like one of my best teams I ever had. We we literally trailed every game at halftime and then when I our our third quarter. Uh, scoring was just a plus minus was insane. We would outscore them by like 22 in the third quarter, every game. Like I've never seen anything like this team that we had. It was to the point where I heard somebody when we were walking in the locker room, say one time, it's okay. We're a second half team. I'm like, no, I'm not okay with that. I don't want to be that guy.
0: I don't want to be the second half team. I know. I love that
1: we just, you know, and people were like, oh, you must have given a great halftime speech. And it was like, I literally said the same things I said before the game of like, here's three things we need to do. Let's do it was these. just,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And
1: we that's talked so about true. this one earlier, but the end of half, 30 seconds left, like we're not going to do that one all the time, but that's probably, you know, good one to throw in there some early in the season. So you're not shooting the ball, you know, 12 seconds left what's your philosophy there what are you trying to do we play quarters i know you play halves uh but you you know we're not doing two for one we don't have a shot clock i don't know if that's i don't know i've read i, some-
0: don't, I don't know i don't think it will be around by the time i get out i don't think it's like i think it's coming but i don't know that's a whole different podcast trust me the shot clock <laughs> i think a lot of people want it and they don't know why they want it
1: i'm crazy i want 24 second shot clock in high school and college i let's what's we're gonna do it let's do it let's go to the nba pace like i've kind of changed the offense well the me. issue
0: the issue we were gonna do in wisconsin was they were gonna only do it for varsity that was my big pushback i go what are you talking about <laughs> like so i'm only gonna give tests senior year in high school and i'm not gonna give them tests when they're freshmen Off like what are you doing like We're going to do it. Let's do it. That's fine. But then do it. Like you didn't put the three point line in for part of the teams. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't make sense. And that's what some of the States around are doing too. It's like either do it or don't do it. That's fine. But if you're going to do it, do it.
1: (laughs) In our area in the suburbs, they play seven minute quarters for sophomores and freshmen. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And no one else in the state does it, but this kind of Northern Illinois area, I'm like, why? Why would we? They're like, well, a game gets over earlier. Like,
0: I don't know, well, start five changed, minutes. Later. I know they changed our they changed our warm up from 50, 20 minutes to 15. I go, okay, why? Like that? So, do you think that really matters that much? You don't want the kids to be loose? Like, that makes no sense to me at all. But I don't know. All right, one last one here, Coach.
1: Um, oh. This is one I liked. Uh, down one, we are shooting a one-and-one one with one minute on the clock. So we could have a lot of stuff happen here. We're up at the line. We could miss it, and we're down one. We could make both. We're up one. It could be tied, and we're going to play it live off of that. So shooting a one-and-one one with one minute left on the clock. I mean, give each guy a timeout or something like that. Here we go. We're creating some end-of-game situations.
0: Do you, uh, do you officiate
1: that? um i do i'm not too crazy on officiating. like I probably let more go I try to footworks probably more than anything because i feel like if i don't kind of get all over that all of a sudden we have like seven travels because they've done it all the time and i didn't stop it but contact yeah, you probably not it's we're not calling a lot of touch yeah. stuff in practice. it's
0: not touchy it's like yeah i don't want anybody to get hurt and it's like quit fouling because it's going to put them in the bonus all right all right coach till next time we're going to get together next time what did we what did i say next to- oh i wanted to talk to you about scouting next time i think we should That will be, be great that will be great all right till next time coach bye sports social podcast network